Welcome, Pathfinders, to the Find the Path podcast, actual play of the War for the Crown Adventure Path. As we roll oh, yeah. on back to uh, to Lady Marilla, I believe. And we're gonna we're planning a uh, a rescue operation. Yes, absolutely. Hey, we all got a shower. I think that's one of the most. Oh, we got yeah, I was gonna say also, also we're clean. <laughs> uh, yeah, I suppose when last we had left our noble scions. The party had escaped from beneath the Senate Hill, uh, beneath the Senate building itself, after having battled against the King of the Underworld, the, I immediately want to say Arch Rat for some reason, but I don't think that's, <laughs> I mean, it might be technically Ooh, correct. You dirty rat. The Arch oh Whiz Rat. He was the leader of a circle of rats. With I certain... feel bad for him. Yeah. He didn't ask for this. It's true. He didn't. That's why Gwen, you know, kind <laughs> of wrapped him up and put him somewhere safe ish mm. you know, as the best she could down there but you yeah. know it's like yeah. he didn't ask to be a rat that misconstrued what master of the circle meant you know mm. he also didn't need to like you know knock two of us out and all that jazz so he wasn't yeah. exactly innocent yes but he was kind of like probably messed up by that ritual let's be honest <laughs> First off, it gets into the entire concept of the human brain, or in this case, the rodent brain, not being designed to understand or grasp with eternity. Mm. Mm, yeah. Anytime somebody gets immortality, it tends to drive them nuts, or the, the whole you know vampire immortality is a curse and all the rest of that stuff. It always kind of comes back to... Some of that, I think, is just because no one can actually be immortal, and therefore it's better to make it sound like it actually sucks. Yes, no I, one I, yeah, can be I think immortal. That's what it is. You are correct. <laughs> Although, to be sure. fair, if you were immortal, but you had to go work your nine to five for the rest of your life, rest yeah. of eternity, in other words, that would <laughs> now suck. that's insanity, right? That would <laughs> suck. <laughs> so that might have been part of it. Uh, part of it also, I think, was hinted at in there, but uh, wasn't ex expressly stated, was the fact that those uh, halflings had initially tried to go in there to try to find you and kill you because their mm. footsteps led into... Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, and Daggio fought them. Mm. So he was mm. already riled up, thinking that people were invading his kingdom, and then suddenly you guys show up also. So I mean, uh, if anything wrong. else, you could just blame those halflings. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, he wasn't wrong. The halflings were invading. We were Halflings. But... <laughs> I say that, but I freaking love halflings. That's true. <laughs> Curse you, stereotypical halfling rogues. <laughs> uh, however, you did manage to escape and uh, exit out onto the streets of Opara, where you had traveled for a short distance away from the Senate Hill before you had been uh, met by a pathfinder by the name of Lyriel. They had informed you that uh, they'd been dispatched to watch over the Senate building until uh, by Lady Marilla, hoping that eventually you'd emerge. Fortuitously, oh, we, did. we did. Oh, but you did. Uh, at which point, uh, they had brought you to the Gilded Griffin, a rather uh, prestigious inn located in the West Park district of uh, Opara. Where you had met with Lady Marilla, who had informed you that uh, uh, she had no idea what happened to Lady Martella. I really wish that they didn't start both of those with an M. Mm. Yeah. Just me. And they're very, Lady like, they both have the double L as actually, well. Actually, yeah, that, that is actually my fault, because it's Lady Gloriana Marilla and Lady Martella Lothied. So it would be yeah. Lady Marilla told you that Lady Lothied had 
informed her that you would be exiting the Senate building, so she set someone up and there. The problem you then is informed we're them on, like, a first-name basis with Martella, so we want to call yeah. her Martella, but we're not yeah. with Gloriana, so we want to call her Marilla. That's the yeah. problem. Yes. It's yeah. the M's. There's all M names. <laughs> It's true. I mean, at least you guys were decent enough this time not to have all your names BS's. <laughs> I wasn't a part of that. I'm just saying, <laughs> if we were to TPK, everybody come back with Z names, it would be hilarious. No, mine's an A. <laughs> I already have a Z name. That's true. Oh, Zespire. Yeah, I was like, I, I, was like, you, don't have a Z. I was like you don't have a Z name. No, your last name is <laughs> yes, Z. Yes, I do. Okay, so you, come, you, come, you come back as Zim Zespire, you know. Yes. Zim. No, because then I'd, I'd make too many Invader Zim jokes. Mm. I was going to say we just call you I, Z. That was exactly what I was going for, and Rachel got it. <laughs> My name is Steven Zespire. The Z is silent. <laughs> Z-S-N-T. <laughs> wow. It's actually a decent way to make any name fantasy. Just put a, put a Z at the beginning that's silent every time. Yeah. Yeah. Or an X. X works or an X. too. Yeah. You'd hmm. then spoken with Lady Marilla, who had... Uh, you basically told her that you had received a final contact from from Martella, uh, where she had said that she'd taken the other people that she'd rescued from the Senate building to her safe house and that you could meet her at the dig, which you determined was probably dignity, dignified, dignitary, something like that. Something she tried to say a full lines. word and only half a word came out. Yeah. You'd then return back to the silent horse, which is the inn that all of you were staying in, uh, took a bath, recovered, Put on some fresh clothes, get yourselves ready. The, the two uh, arcane spellcasters finally got their spellbooks back. <laughs> yeah, got your yeah. spellbooks back. For the rest of you, put on the gear that you'd bought when you'd made these characters <laughs> and then didn't take with you to the gala. Mm. And I believe we left off, as all of you had left, uh, making your way back through the city streets to return back to the Gilded Griffin. Yep. I do love that alliteration. The Gilded Griffin. Again, all of you were in the, uh, the back of this carriage, uh, carriage that the Lady Merla had arranged for all of you to take you to the Silent Horse and eventually bring you back with a kindly driver that Thick Ross sprung on me asking for his name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I believe it was Philippe. It was, I believe it was Philippe, yes. Yes. The carriage winds its way through the streets of the Lionsgate District, heading across the canal towards West Park. Again, the day is mournful. Most of the city, of course, is under... Uh, military occupation, basically martial law, following the riots that had occurred the evening before when word of the death of the emperor had spread through the city. Fortunately, Taldor uh, is very much in the keep calm and carry on mentality of, uh, well, we've got business to take care of, so everyone's taking Fenders care of business. Fender's already selling the shirts on the street corners. Yeah. It's true. The carriage makes its way steadily along through the city streets, and you watch out the windows as people go about their everyday lives. For a vast majority of the citizens here, again, you'd spent the short time that you'd had recovering, recuperating, cleaning yourselves off, preparing yourselves. Although I believe there had also been some conversation pertaining towards the political upheaval that this mm -hmm. will cause. The uh, two dozen or more people that have a viable claim to the throne. And Oliver's one yeah. of them. Nope. I mean, way, 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 way <laughs> down. Yes. But yes, technically. Yeah. However, for a vast majority of the people of Taldor, this change doesn't mean much. New boss, same as the old boss? Yeah, yep. for for a sailor, for a baker, for a seamstress, none of these actually make a difference in their day-to-day -day lives. And so most people, while they are upset, because again, 
while all of you in the noble circles, in the circles of power, had sat through various soirees and such, discussing the rumors pertaining towards the steady uh, decline of Grand Prince Stavian III. For most people of Taldor, they've never seen him. They've never mm. met him. He just shows up occasionally uh, for large parades and such, at which point he's so far away that no one can actually even see him while he's making his way through the city streets or his carriage rolls by and people cheer. But for them, he was just the man whose face is stamped on their coins. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Eventually, though, you make your way to the Gilded Griffin. Now, I think we had a conversation uh, before this began. Actually, uh, I'm, I'm saying that uh, for the audience's edification because we actually did literally have a conversation before this began that you guys have leveled up and therefore could attempt to identify those two magical items yeah. that you were unable to identify up until this point. We have time in this carriage ride, so might yes. as well. There was so. finally time. Uh, which I believe was the uh, crossbow Dignity's Barb, as mm-hmm. well as the Signet Ring of Eros Glendower. All right, I will roll for both of these. I have a plus 10 bonus to spellcraft, so hopefully this all goes well. All right, Dignity's Barb, I roll a 16 for a 26. That's pretty good. That is pretty good. And for the ring, I roll a 9 for a 19. Mm. It's got to get us something, right? I hope at least <laughs> Dignity's Barb. Yeah. No, neither of those succeed. What? All righty. Dignity's Barb is really, really strong. (laughs) Apparently, geez. Yeah, I'm not even using it to its full potential, apparently. Yeah, Mm. 7 for a 15, so Gwen doesn't get Dignity's Barb. Anybody have Identify as a spell? No. Um, Let me check my spell book, but I don't think so. And that, yeah, 2 for a 10. I got nothing. No, although now I think I should go buy a scroll of Identify. (laughs) Felix is going to try also. (laughs) That'd be a four for a ten and a five for an eleven. Yeah, mm. I, I don't know. Verity just yawns and look out, looks out the window. Technically, I can't learn identify. <laughs> it's not on the Magus spell list. <laughs> do you have any spellcraft rolls? I can't I, remember. I do, but I don't have detect magic. Yeah, you have no. to have detect magic to identify it. Yeah. Nope, we got nothing. Um. Well, okay. okay I'll put it on my. Let me put make a note here on my uh, spells Purchase to get identify. identify. <laughs> Very well. Yeah. Eventually, though, while the group of you all just kind of stare at these crosses, like, I don't know what this crossbow does. And you can determine that Dignity's Barb radiates an aura of strong divination. Divination Mm. for Dignity's Barb. And the ring radiates a moderate aura of enchantment. Mm -hmm. Hmm, okay. Enchantment. (laughs) And all all you hear is just, like, the four of us with our heads gone together just muttering arcane and divine, like, (laughs) prayers and words and things as we try to figure out what all this is. Weird There's like a little, a little like a like kind of like angry humming coming from Gwen, and she's like casting, like trying to, <laughs> to determine it. <laughs> Eventually, though, you arrive at the Gilded Griffin. The driver steps down from his bench up at the front, uh, opens the door, drops down the three steps for you to comfortably climb out. Uh, all of you bedecked uh, now in your uh, your noble finery, but also in your uh, your full armored adventuring garb. As yes, you step fancy forward. explorer gear. Cue the the slow motion, like dramatic, like thing of us all getting out, and you can see us like form up in a line, and like a gust of wind rolls by, ruffles all of your cloaks, but surprisingly, none of them smack anyone else in the face. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And our hair is still perfect. One hundred percent. Yeah. You make your way into the building. The uh, the same gentleman who had greeted you the first time greets Looking you like once we again. Should- 
actually be here. Now looking like you should actually be here. <laughs> Smiles like, oh, and gives all of you a, an imperceptible nod. <laughs> Near imperceptible nod. Just like, that, well yes. done. <laughs> In that look that he's not going to say it out loud, but he's mm-hmm. like, you all clean up nicely. <laughs> well, I should hope so. We've only been training for this for 30 years. He nods as one of the serving staff comes in, collects all of your cloaks, uh, hangs them in the uh, the cloak room. You're led out from there, out into the uh, the beautifully manicured garden where you were previously. Again, these uh, these manicured paths weaving between the carefully cultivated flower beds. You sit down uh, near a, uh, a, a large fountain of two swans, their necks almost intertwined uh, as water gushes out from their uh, their open beaks. Is this the same garden we were in before or a different one? It's a different table, but it's the exact same uh, garden. You know, nearby a uh, beautifully plumed, exotic bird, uh, a toucan, uh, stares yeah. at all of you. Oh. Uh, watching you curiously. <laughs> I don't know where toucans are in Galarian, probably somewhere from... Uh, Sargava, probably, maybe? Uh, well, I was going to... Well, because Sargava is uh, basically the equivalent of Australia. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. Mm. So I would, I would say Mongi? probably yeah. from somewhere in uh, Arcadia. Mm. Toucans are South American, aren't they? Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I feel like they're jungly. Yeah. That's what I think about. Yeah, that's what I think about too. But yeah, I think you're right. I think they might be South American. You wait for a short time before Lady Marilla makes her way in, it gives all of you a nod. Long black hair cascading down her uh, back in loose waves, uh, framing her. Uh, otherwise, they're striking yet almost severe features, mm. uh, accompanied by uh, Lyriel, whom you'd met previously. Uh, the Pathfinder giving you an incline of their head. Lady Marilla sits. The Pathfinder does not. Go ahead Constant and vigilance. Sit down as well. Yeah, sit as well. Yep. If you do not mi- mind my saying, you all look substantially better than you did previously. It's amazing what a good bath can do. I do appreciate the compliment. However, um, do you have any word for us on where Martella might be? I do, in fact. Fortunately, my associates were able to gather some information that may be of use to all of you. It is not all good. Mm. She folds her hands, smiles politely as all of you either ignore or politely smile um, as a uh, one of the staff comes out, provides all of you with tea. There's a large silver platter. You have your own uh, various honeys and sugars and all the rest of that. <laughs> oh, jeez. There'll be a lot of occasions in this adventure path of important things being suddenly interrupted by servant staff bringing you food. Yeah. As all good conversations should be. This adventure path is basically uh, one part period piece, <laughs> one part normal adventure. <laughs> it, uh, it reminds me when we went to visit Singer Castle and they actually have above the fireplace a tilted mirror so that the servants that were standing at the other end could actually see the table and see when the drinks were empty so oh, the, the people wouldn't even have, like the whoever was having dinner wouldn't even have to say anything. They could just immediately go over there and refill the wine glass and leave. Oh, that's funny. That yeah. was also wow. cool because they had secret servant stores that uh, could only be open from the other side. So the servants could literally open a panel in the wall, step out, refill yeah. your drink and retreat without <laughs> interrupting Jeez. conversations. Wow. <laughs> okay, so what you're telling me is they had unseen servants, but it wasn't magical. Mm. <laughs> Mundane unseen servants. <laughs> There's a reason that we wanted to get married there. It's true. I mean, if you're ever up in the Thousand Islands, anyone uh, up uh, upstate New York, the Singer Castle on the Thousand Islands, really good place. Mm-hmm. All right. I mean, fun. Gwen's going to fix a cup of tea. Yeah. yeah. I imagine oh, all of you will get yourself Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, surprisingly, they seem to have uh, either made note or uh, been otherwise informed and remembered your previous orders. Mm. Delightful. <laughs> Impressive. I think Cornelius will not be put, making his uh, gall or 
What are we determined to math in? I think he's going to switch to just regular tea now that it's business time. Again, I imagine all of you prepare your teas. In the uh, the case of uh, some of you, the more heavily armored variety, I imagine you pull off your, uh, your gauntlets and set them off to the side because it's tea time. <laughs> the lady takes a sip of her tea. I believe that the location that you're looking for is a business referred to as the Dignified Repository. Hmm. It's a large warehouse in Opara's Crown Gate district. The Deristov family from Porthmos Prefecture officially owns the building. However, the Deristov family does not exist. Ah. Hmm. Princess Eutropia has long used the name Deristov, amongst others, when making purchases that she would rather keep from her father. I see. Would have. Well, how is it possible to purchase buildings with fake noble names? Wouldn't the public records show that that's false? Well, all you need is fake paperwork. The Deristov family were once a noble family. They ah. died out some thousand years ago. And all Lady Eutropia had to do was have a fictitious individual come forth and claim to be the last descendant of the line. And I can only assume Martella's mastery of bureaucratic paperwork mm. led to her being able to secure the place. Hmm. Rather ingenious. It's rather clever. She acquired the dignified repository years back while serving as the Taldane ambassador to Andoran and a couple of other buildings in Opara. Mm. The warehouse serves as a massive storehouse for the princess's various projects, as well as a safe house, it would seem. Though arguably not that safe currently. Hmm. I spoke briefly with the princess pertaining towards this. She is very distraught that Martella may be in danger. She quirks a smile, taking a sip of her tea to kind of hide the smirk. It was honestly all I could do to convince the princess not to deal with the problem personally, but considering mm. the current unstable Climate. environment, <laughs> it is best that she not uh, engage directly in these matters. Her considerable skill with the sword notwithstanding. I imagine Martella's quite skilled as well, and they managed to get to her, so... So what's the bad news? I had my contacts go and take a look at things. The building had renovations done over the last decade, although nothing obvious from the outside. And so I believe it is likely that there has been excavation beneath the structure. Unfortunately, finding any records of a secret place built beneath it or access to such has been difficult at the very least to uncover, particularly in such a short amount of time. Add on to the fact that the bureaucratic nightmare of attempting to find records pertaining towards public works, sewers, aqueducts, drainage, etc. That means likely what we're looking for is underground and isn't going to be obvious. Well, it wouldn't be much of a safe house if they didn't have safe areas. Lyriel nods. I scouted the location. Four guards patrol the outer grounds of the warehouse at all times. They circle the building in pairs, questioning anyone who approached the warehouse, myself included. According to the locals, they claimed to be hired guards, attending the grounds to ward off looters during the recent turmoil. It's likely they're working in three or four shifts, so I would expect eight to 12 more guards inside of the building in addition to the four outside. Jeez. Hmm. 
It's quite a few. Merla continues to sip her tea. It could quite possibly be more. I do have agents. However, they are currently otherwise occupied. I could recall them, but it would be the better part of a day or two before they can make a move on the repository. Not entirely sure we have that kind of time. No. In which case, we need to try to draw them away. Perhaps some type of distraction. I could Mm. offer that. That'll just deal with the ones outside. But that's a couple more we don't have to deal with ourselves. Well, and we can't be fighting in the middle of the streets of Opara. Definitely not. We can fight in a warehouse. Crown Gate is... It is not the easiest neighborhood. And while there is a current martial law, it is unsurprising that a majority of them are on this side of the canals. In West Park, Imperial Square, the Senate Hill. So what you're saying is we could possibly get away with fighting in the street at the moment. Any of those of you wish may make me a knowledge local. All right. I roll a 9 for a... 9 for 11. I roll an 8 for a 17. I got a 9 for a 16. So Oliver rolled a perfect 20. Nice. <laughs> which nice. gets me a 29. You know about fighting in the street. <laughs> Apparently I, I just walked roll. the streets of every district in this entire city over the course of the past week. Mm. Crown's Gate. Secondary gate to the city. It's on the northeast edge. It's a poor district, um, choked with industrial buildings and warehouses basically everywhere. So, of course, this one wouldn't stand out at all. Ironically, even the cobblestones have been removed from the streets in order to be used elsewhere in the city. It is suffering. That is poor infrastructure. I knew that you were going to be upset about that, Felix, yes. (laughs) Gwen just takes a long sip of her tea like she's playing some sort of drinking game anytime anybody mentions infrastructure. (laughs) Everybody make sure we fill our our, uh, our, uh, our drinking uh, whatever devices that we're using for when Mm. we go adventuring with uh, with tea. tea. I think flask was the word you're looking for. It was correct. Everybody fill up your flasks with uh, something for the drinking game later. Yep. However, um, it gets worse even than that. Cutthroats, thieves, the desperate, the destitute, they mostly stick to the alleys and then come out at night. The constables barely barely ever patrol the area. Well, and I suppose they'll also be distracted now with everything that's going on from the Senate attack. Precisely. Any chance for justice largely resides in the hands of the district's residents. So as I said, if we have to fight in the street, nobody's really probably going to bat an eye. Probably not. I've attempted to contact the Crownsgate guard. I have not received a response from them. Mm-hmm. It will likely be several days, even with a missing noble, considering Lady Lothied's low standing. Mm. If one of you were to go missing, they would quite possibly mobilize faster. But for the bastard daughter of the Lothied family, it is somewhat hard to motivate them. All of her volunteers as tribute. (laughs) Regardless, we have a location and potentially a plan, and there's no need to wait. Lyriel nods. I would be happy to act as a distraction for all of you, if you would like. However, it is a double-edged sword that one should always keep in mind. Right now, they don't think anyone is aware of them. If I distract them to provide you an opening to enter, they will be on high alert. Mm. Mm. 
but it will get some of the guards, at the very least those outside of the building, to potentially follow me. The Crown's Gate isn't far from the Narrows. Hmm. Once I'm in that, to use a very polite word for cluster. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and give me another uh, knowledge local. Sure. <laughs> None of you are actually from this city. <laughs> a two for a seven. I'm like, the Narrows, that sounds terrible. Man, Oliver's just one of the people. Apparently. I roll, I take 10 for a 19. Mm. Gwen rolls a 4 for an 11. Mm. She doesn't know squad about this city. Nope, neither. Uh, Oliver rolls a 15 for a 24. I mean, the Narrows is exceptionally... The Narrows are exceptionally dangerous, but I suppose you knew that already. <laughs> the brigands come out during the day. <laughs> the big thing that makes the Narrows uh, terrifying is the constable actually refuses to patrol the area. <laughs> wow! They will only go in under specific orders and even then enforce of one to two score. Wow. Right. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, there so are no basic public some... services there. Uh, bodies and refuse lie openly for days in the muddy pits that serve as the streets. Jeez. We are absolutely going to stick out like We're talking about thumbs. infrastructure. That place needs work. Oh, my. Yeah. To give you actually a little idea, let me I'll switch you over to the map of Opara. Where you see that clustered area that there are no uh, actual roads in. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow, it is packed in there. So we know where Jack the Ripper would be in a yeah. is yeah. what I'm hearing. <laughs> yep. I can lead them into the Narrows and then I can lose them there. I know the area fairly well. Fair enough. The elf shrugs. Well, regardless, none of us strike me as particularly stealthy. So I doubt we'll be infiltrating this place either way. True. So leading some of them away so that you have fewer people to fight may be the best bet. Mm -hmm. Seems, Seems like, like that to me. And if they happen to get lost in the Narrows permanently, that wouldn't be the worst thing. I have friends that I can call on there. With the chaos going on in the city right now, I can't imagine that things in the Narrows are... Well, I imagine they're even worse than usual. Well, especially if the constabulary doesn't uh, patrol there and they don't think they will patrol there. I imagine they would just go wild. There's a very good chance that it's completely unaffected because nobody cares about it to begin with. Fair point. Hmm. Well, unfortunately, that's all I can provide. So the dignified repository, probably somewhere in the neighborhood of 12 to 16 people. Mm -hmm. Right. Well... It's still much more than we had before, so thank you, Lyria. Of course. I will make my way ahead to make preparations then. No offense, but uh, I imagine it will take all of you somewhat more time to get there than me. Probably. She produces a whistle. I'll blow this sharply once I start to make my move. It'll Very sound well. something akin to the uh, screech of a uh, chicken hawk. Hmm. Uh, do we know what that sounds like? <laughs> I think Oliver probably does. <laughs> he seems the okay, outdoorsy so like, type. I don't know if Cornelius knows what Any anything sounds like. Any of those of you can take like. 10 on a knowledge nature and get a, let's say, a 13. They're no, hey, hey, I cannot no. do that. <laughs> I can't, I can't well, do actually, that. Actually, yeah, technically no. But. Gwen knows what the screech of a chicken hawk mm -hmm. sounds like. Yeah, it's just going to be squeaky. That's all I know. I may have heard one, but I definitely didn't know it was a chicken hawk. Yeah, exactly, right? I mean, it's like, Gwen uh -oh. would probably nod like, oh, okay, chicken hawk. All right, I got this. You know? like Cornelius has no knowledge nature, so I don't know what any of that sounds like. All right, very well. Let us depart. <sighs> it's only going to get worse if we wait till nightfall. Yes. 
I imagine you finish your tea. Gather yourselves. Again, since you're heading into Crown State Gate and you're trying to be at least somewhat low profile, um, I imagine the giant gilded black and gold carriage would not be the best option. Probably not a great no, plan. No, no, no. Probably not. Uh, so I assume that you're heading on foot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, um, I have a horse, but it's at the inn. I'm guessing Cornelius is going to, like, take off his... Uh, I'm just going to assume he's in something like a similar like blazer like he was at the gala and, like, you know, just kind of put that into uh, his bag, looking mm. a little bit more casual. Gwen's in her very nice adventuring outfit, technically. You know, yeah. I mean, I, I assume we're in like riding pants. You know, like boots, riding pants, like a yeah, doublet or nice. something. You know, but it's like it's it's obviously white. Mm-hmm. It's designer. It's yeah. It's like it's got the nice ruffles and stuff that you pay extra for. We put on. Uh, we take our cloaks and we reverse them, so it's just a black, like normal looking cloak instead of a fancy cloak. That's our quote unquote incognito look. Oh, that's right. I do have a cloak a cloak now with a cloak of resistance, so I guess I do have a cloak on. But you gather yourselves together. You set off. Um, are any of you traveling at 20 feet per round? Or Gwen all of you is. at 30? Gwen? I'm at 40. I'm at 40. I'm at 30. <laughs> yeah, I'm at 30. Well, unfortunately, you're only as fast as your slowest member, yes. which is one. Yes, yeah. yeah. We all so. look at Gwen like, ah, you're half my speed. <laughs> I honestly wish I could also wear breastplate right now, though. That would up my armor <laughs> class substantially. Right? <laughs> I just can't. So give it a couple more levels. Yep. You don't want to roll Literally a four. spell failure over and over again. I, uh, you know, it'd be fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you set off from the Gilded Griffin, uh, make your way east northeast through West Park, uh, back across the canal. Again, there are very few people out and about on the streets, considering uh, everything that has happened. Most people are uh, far more interested in just uh, keeping their heads down and staying out of the way. Fair. Understandable. The military glance over towards all of you as you make your way through, although now no longer bedraggled and instead bedecked in your your finery, your best gear, the glinting sign of your signet rings on your fingers and such, uh, bearing in many cases, I imagine, cloaks, cloaks or tabards or even on your armor for those of you that have retrieved your original armor emblems of your house, which is pretty common. Uh, or at the very least, wearing your house colors. Most mm-hmm. can look at you, and even if you're not wearing a noble's outfit, determine that you're people of station. Mm-hmm. And as such, even though martial law is technically in effect, it doesn't really affect any of you. Because noble. We found yep. a loophole in the in the Taliban government system. Laws are for poor people. Yes. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> That's a real-life cringe right there. Yeah. I don't think Verity would technically agree with it, because she's lawful neutral, but that's where I'm at. <laughs> yeah. You eventually make your way uh, from West Park into the Lionsgate District, which you'd rode through earlier. However, now you're simply walking through, uh, which is, again, what most people usually see if they enter into Opara via the land route. Uh, Technically speaking, even though uh, Gwen and Oliver both came from the east and the Crown's Gate would have been the easier gate to access, uh, there is a road that lets you circumvent the Crown's Gate to go to the Lion's Gate instead, outside of Amara, mm. because no noble enters through the Crown's Gate. Oh my Gate. gosh, there gonna, really the is. The nobility's not going to enter through the warehouse district. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> wow, okay. However, a majority of the Lion's Gate district is nice. It's somewhat crowded, especially compared to the nicer portions of the western side of Opara. Uh, however, it has numerous sprawling markets occupying the area just inside the gate ornately carved stone buildings tightly packed together along narrow streets. It has a very quaint feel to it. Uh, more or less, you're in the middle-class merchant, merchant district. 
Sure. Uh, which is kind of segregated off, but more or less serves as the uh, the buffer, if you will, from Grand Bridge and the Narrows and Crown's Gate and Canal Row and all the rest of those areas, which are more salt of the earth. Uh, and also where all those poor students and all the rest of that stuff are <laughs> over the Cathedorian Academy. Many of those are nobles also, but was, they don't I want... Gonna, I was going to say... Children, the years. Yes. It, it's all the scholarship kids. Mm. Yeah. Again, it's most of that area is primarily, again, like the Cathedral of Coins, like the Temple of Abadar and all the rest of that's in that area because that's where money is made. Eventually, though, you make your way through Lionsgate, kind of following along the canal ro row, past uh, near but uh, on the opposite side of the canal from the House of the Immortal Sun, uh, which is Taldor's, was once one of Taldor's largest temples of Aroden, is now one of Taldor's most impressive opera houses. Mm. Unless a Pathfinder attends, at which point it tends to be overrun by undead. Because I think that happens in at least two Pathfinder scenarios, I'm not positive. At least well, one know. that I'm aware of. Okay, this is that whole J. Jonah Jameson thing being like, Spider-Man is bad because he made all the villains come thing, right? Yeah. It's the Pathfinders are bad because the undead come when they come. Yeah, that's why the nobility doesn't like the Pathfinders. Like, the past two yes. times they were at the opera, it got, like, attacked by undead. What the <laughs> They've never been undead invested before that I could it tell. It must have been them. <laughs> the whole, the Black Rose Museum in Absalom would would be totally fine if it weren't for the dang Pathfinder Lodge being there. Mm -hmm. sure. Eventually, though, you make your way uh, basically northeast before crossing across into kind of the area where the Canal Row meets uh, Crownsgate. Canal Row itself is uh, packed with uh, canal housing uh, running along the central canal before transitioning into more spacious residential district as it progresses further north. You say canal housing and really all it makes me think of is a nice like those nice houses in uh, Venice that like they're yeah. literally on the mm -hmm. river and like a you lot could, of them like, are like built gonna... right up to the canal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, interesting. But uh, Canal is, um, Row is home to a par as wealthier commoners. Uh, as well as merchants, professors, ship captains, uh, players of the many profitable trades. Uh, mm. Not as lavish as the noble districts in other parts of Opar, Canal Row is brightly colored, clean, and safe, uh, making it an attractive place to visit, as well as a spot that many of the city's more modest social climbers aspire to someday live. Mm. It's one part merchant district, one part tourist district. I don't know, I've got Venice on the brain all of a sudden, so. Yeah, a little I bit. said canals, and I just thought Venice for some reason. Uh, you take a short walk past uh, the Kithadarni Academy. The Kith is uh, Opara's uh, famed Bardic College. The Kithadarian Academy, commonly known as the Kith, is located along the northern edge of Canal Row. Uh, the school is a hallmark of Taldane culture, and uh, people of all social classes regularly attend the students and alumni performances. Even though the Grand Prince himself has been known to attend these events, providing one of the few opportunities for untitled citizens to actually see him in person. Mm. Hmm. I just, every time you say it, I just think, now Keith. <laughs> now Keith. <laughs> yes. yes. It is also one of the oddest uh, establishments in Taldor as far as uh, it is a famed academy for all things uh, basically bardic, uh, all things musically inclined and such. It also does not uh, discriminate between a per by a person's uh, station. And so oh, it's nice. one of those weird places where, for instance, Gwen, who I believe attended the Kith, yes. was in classes with commoners. The moment that you step inside or don the robes of a Kithadarian Academy student, uh, your station and rank is gone. Uh, mm. In essence, you still technically have it, but the teachers do not give a dang. I yeah. like that. I like though. it. I like yeah, that. That's, that's nice. pretty cool. Um, everyone there is literally just judged on the merit of their abilities. Mm. However, you pass by the uh, the large Kithadarian Academy. Again, it's kind of a sprawling area. I think it takes up five different buildings. 
they're just kind of built in this little, uh, this campus. Uh, as you're walking by, you can see students just hanging out on the greens and all the rest of that stuff. Not nearly as many as you'd see on a normal day. They're all throwing frisbees and kicking hacky sacks around? Well, it's it's still a morbid day of mourning following the death of the Grand Prince, so they're they're mostly sitting there. It's all the goth kids have come out. They're sitting around uh, trees and reading poetry <laughs> to one another. They're all writing poetry <laughs> and singing laments. It's all the, the people that focus on uh, Ustlavic style opera and uh, <laughs> storytelling. I like it. It's all the dirge bards have come out, you know? Mm. Just a bunch of guys in guyliner. <laughs> you then make your way up into Crownsgate. The central road that runs from the Crownsgate to uh, Canal Row is still in good repair. Everything else is terrible. Uh, Crownsgate is a very small district. And again, it is really just a, a working district. As you step off, you find that uh, all of her statements were accurate and that many of the cobblestones have literally been ripped up from here to replace cobblestones missing in other districts. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything here has been cannibalized to feed the rest of the surrounding city to the point that all of the businesses here have a, again, all I can think is a, is a real world analog. It's when you get into the bad part of town where every convenience store has bars on the windows. Mm, yeah. yeah. That is every mm. structure here has been fortified. Wow. Verity frowns. It is unsurprising to see a large number of people that you're going to assume are quote unquote guards, uh, but look like mm. someone has just given a club to um, whoever is nearby and is large enough, you know, basically has gone down to the local pub and, you know, offered a couple gold pieces for people to look angry and stand outside of their warehouses. So the the yeah. mafia is in charge here is what you're telling me. Yeah. <laughs> mm. We have various mafias, but yes. Just say, yeah. It's more of a might makes say, right one? kind of situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's very much the uh, the champion district from uh, Yakuza. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah Yakuza standing angrily outside. <laughs> I pick a fight with them because they just do so the moment <laughs> they see me. Yeah. Did she give me a weird look? (laughs) Eventually, though, you navigate further and further until you arrive at what you can only assume is your actual destination. The Dignified Repository does not have a large sign. Honestly, you can only tell because the capstone uh, over one of the over the large bay doors of this has a stylized DR uh, written across it. That and the fact that the guards patrolling it seem to be uh, at the very least better equipped and more attentive than you've seen in any of the other guards up until this point. Their clubs have been upgraded to uh, full-on saps. Masterwork. Yeah. Masterwork clubs. <laughs> Masterwork club. This is a good stick. One of them has a great club. The warehouse stands tall, uh, 40 feet in total. A massive structure built of sturdy gray stone. The aged bricks are worn, held together by strong mortar, a testament to the building's resilience through the years. Dark stains of grime and moss cling to the stone, which is kind of evident of the general state of disrepair throughout a majority of the Crownsgate district. As you approach somewhat closer, you can see there are sparse windows um, near the roof. Uh, All of the windows of the building are set about 30 feet up, despite the fact that you're under the impression that it's probably just one large room inside. uh, That would still provide the windows are actually high enough that they go that the light can get through despite the packed surrounding buildings into the inner structure. All of those are made of a frosted glass, allowing sunlight to penetrate, but maintaining the building's secrecy. The windows actually look to be relatively new, and unlike most of the buildings here, you don't see any missing panes. Mm. Uh, The windows are all secured by iron bars, adding a further layer of security to the already imposing structure. 
although ivy does creep up the sides of the building, intertwining with the iron bars and providing an organic contrast to the cold stone. Uh, from where you're approaching on your side, there are at least two small doors that lead into the main structure as you're approaching it from the south uh, western side. Each one of these uh, smaller doors are heavy weathered wood reinforced with iron bands and sturdy hinges. Uh, each door is set with a slightly in a slightly recessed archway, adorned with a simple carved motif. Uh, the attached side building to the structure is constructed in similar style, although it is smaller, actually only being uh, 20 feet high, not the 40 feet that the main building is. Although, judging by the fact that it's attached, you're going to assume that there's a door that connects directly to that. Uh, and from the outside, you can see that are a large pair of warehouse doors. They are secured with a large metal padlock. The only curious thing about this structure are the large metal exhaust pipes on the roof. Huh. It would usually indicate a possible workshop or forge inside, hmm. suggesting that the building either currently or previously served a different purpose than being a warehouse. Even as you're beginning to watch, walk up, you can see that two guards are circling the building. Both of them wear simple gray clothing underneath a suit of leather armor and carry at their hip what looks to be a dagger and a sap. I was right. They got saps. <laughs> <laughs> it is curious, however, considering that they are guards. Most of the guards that you've seen up until this point have had cudgels or axes or swords. Uh, the fact that they are lightly armored and carrying knives is somewhat curious. They're all rogues. Maybe. Regardless, we know these aren't uh, Martella's guards, that they've part of whatever group is kidnapping. So, Or at least hired by them, yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, if they were Martella's guards, they <laughs> we probably wouldn't be in this situation. Yeah. Stopping a short distance off, you can watch as the first patrol rotates out of sight, and then the second group of two rotates into sight. Hmm. Ooh, they're actually good at their job. Crud. Yeah. They seem to have it timed so that at any given time, they're on the opposite side of the buildings from one another, which gives them a clear view. Quick, someone get a cardboard box so we can just, you know, hide under the box <laughs> when they come around the corner. Was that box a few feet away last rotation? No. That's the snake I remember. <laughs> oh my God, here's what, here's what we do, guys. Everybody pull out, your, pull out your silver pieces. We start sprinkling them on the ground to distract them. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, we're going to pull an Ezio? Just yes, throw exactly. money into the air? Throw money into the air and just Ooh, disappear. You can only assume that uh, perhaps they have not spotted you, however, that your uh, Pathfinder affiliate probably has. Woohoo! Eventually, as one of the patrols passes, you can see a lithe figure in a cloak and hood dart up to one of the doors, uh, begin to seemingly purposefully work at the door. Obviously, the timing, quote-unquote, of this is off. Mm -hmm. in that they reach the door at about the same time that one of the patrols rounds a corner, sees them. Uh, one of them shouts, uh, at which point the cloaked figure stands momentarily stunned long enough for them to begin rushing towards them. <laughs> <laughs> as one of them runs as, towards as pulling initiates. a sap, <laughs> the other one begins to blow loudly at a signal whistle. Uh, after a couple of seconds, surprisingly, the door behind... Uh, the cloaked individual opens uh, as two figures stand there as the uh, four patrollers, as well as two of the figures from inside, uh, rush out, beginning to run after the cloaked individual. 
A few moments later, you can hear, um, you can see a discussion as two more people exit the building, kind of crane their neck in the direction that the half dozen guards went chasing after this close cloaked figure before turning, locking the door back behind them um, and beginning to set up a patrol route. All right, I say we use a different door. I imagine they're all going to be locked. Yes. Oh, well, yes, we'll have to break in. I can say one thing from having looked at them. They're professionals. Hmm. Mm. They immediately replaced the guards that were le- that left. Well, if you're dealing with Martella, I think you'd need to be a professional. Let's yes. be honest. True. We could also uh, just knock and when they open the door, punch them. That sounds like a lovely plan. Gwen starts to walk <laughs> towards the door. <laughs> I yeah, mean, it would be unexpected. If you wanted to scout the area, you could. Uh, you could do so with either uh, stealth or deception. <laughs> Sorry, nah, these are not skills that I have. Uh, you can basically bluff if you want to look uh, nonchalant. or you No, and I have a plus two to both of those, so no. Are there no actually, liars I'll try in to this bluff. party? I'll try to bluff to look nonchalant. <laughs> I, put I actually have that skill. I can do bluff, yeah. Yes, we'll bluff together. Gwen and I will go on a stroll. Sure. Yeah, yeah we'll let the two of you scout. Yeah. That's yeah. not going to be my fortune. Nine for a 16, not the worst roll, not the best roll. Oh, hey. Gwen's so Gwen good. rolls a 19 for a 29. Nice. Much better actor, go figure. <laughs> <laughs> Gwen, Verity, the two of you make your way forward. Uh, the rest of you find a place. Uh, you're close enough that you're in good proximity of the building. Uh, there are hedges that lead up towards the building. And by hedges, I don't mean nice manicured hedges, but more or less mm. just bushes that have grown riot. Mm either around the building or heading up towards the front door of such, which allows all of you to get relatively close. Mechanically speaking, it allows you to get on the map. <laughs> In the meantime, Verity and uh, Gwen, the two of you kind of circle around the outside of the building, uh, noting that there are four doors that lead into the main structure. Uh, two on the north side, two on the south side. This is unfortunate for the guards because it does mean that they have to patrol the entirety of the structure uh, to avoid leaving any of these doors exposed. There's also the set of uh, bay doors, each one of them 10 feet wide and about uh, 15 feet high. Um, so two of them across basically occupying 20 feet of the side building, so front face. And there's a small side door that leads into there. And all the doors look locked and secured. Uh, from what you could see, all the doors looked locked and secured. The bay doors are the only ones that have a uh, padlock on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other ones seem to have traditional locks. Do we know which of those are easier to break through? Doubtful. It's difficult to tell. Mm. Mm. Yeah, we're going to have to jump the guards outside and take their key. Okay, uh, well, well, unless you could run up and pick a lock, but I don't know if you're not going to pick one. We're in the Locks. How dare you suggest such a thing? Do any of you have disabled devices a class? No, school? I don't think any of us have that. <laughs> no, I have a negative three no, on that. Yeah. You're That's why hilarious. Oliver is tripping all the traps with his face. Yes, it's break <laughs> through the door, steal a key, or knock. These are our options. I get the feeling that somebody in this group is going to have to start just putting ranks in that just to see what you can do, but... Yeah, it's not going to be me. I don't get that many skills. If it didn't mm. make any sense for this character, it does not make any sense. I'm a lawful good character. I don't think I'm going to be picking locks. Gwen's <laughs> yeah, lawful good, but some of the elements of her backstory could probably justify me putting a few ranks in disabled device to pick locks. Mm. Mm. Honestly, uh, I think our best bet is to jump the guards and take a key. Well... The doors all have arrow slits. They're not going to open the doors for us. And Does unless any pin- of you has uh, picked up some handy-dandy lock-picking skills for fun oh in the past 20 years. 
<laughs> Certainly no. not. Definitely not. I'm barely capable of casting magic. What do you expect me to do with a lockpick set? <laughs> <laughs> that. Isn't there some sort of magic? Oh, there is. Uh, I don't have it. Oh, well. <laughs> that lot of good you do. <laughs> so jumping the guards is it, I think. It has the benefit of being direct, much like we are. <laughs> All right. Very well. <laughs> I so are we guess, whistling to draw them over? Or I guess are we just we'll wait until up? they kind of get near the hedge we're hiding under and then literally just surprise attack them. <laughs> you know? Again, we're not very I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll, sure. I mean, You don't we want to try. try to bluff them into an alley so we can jump them? <laughs> we can try to stealth or we can try to, I mean, yeah, you can try to lie to them. I mean, Let's they're not going to hand over the key. Whatever, we're going to end up. Yeah, no, no, we're definitely going to fight them, but it's, are they going to be right next to the windows where they might be heard or is it possible to pull them away to where they may not be hurt as easily. In Cornelius's mind, I imagine, especially because Cornelius was the one to mention this earlier, if they're professional enough to have replaced the guards when six of the guards ran off, they would certainly blow their whistles the moment that they saw anything to alert anyone inside of the building, even if you attempted to drag them off, especially when they're already six people short. Mm. All right, yes. Oliver Verity, roll two nat 20s, take them down. <laughs> one, okay. shit, one shot both of them, no whistles. <laughs> this is All the right. plan. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Go ahead and uh, give me a stealth roll from the party. Oh, yeah, no. I mean, we'll Jesus give it a Christ. shot. Uh, well, oh, we'll, I'm bad at this, but we'll give it a do shot. Do the old college try here. I rolled poorly. <laughs> me too. This is going to be I rolled five for a six. I rolled a five for a seven. <laughs> Gwen rolls a 10 for an 11. Or rolls an 11 for a 10. Sorry, backwards. I also rolled an 11 for an 8. Ooh. Uh, Oliver rolled a 7 for a 7. <laughs> We're sneaking okay. up on no one. <laughs> we, all, no. We, all, we all go out. We try to do our best stealthing, but the loud music of dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Dun, and then we go. Oh, dun. screw this! Let's just go. Oh, wait, uh. sorry. My, uh, I don't have. I didn't update my armor in Foundry. So I rolled an eleven minus four is a seven. So <laughs> Gwen gets a seven. Oh, okay. We never try that ever again. <laughs> we will lose hide and seek to children, let alone these guards. <laughs> <laughs> There's literally people inside that just hurt us. <laughs> okay. Maybe we're surprising anyway. So it oh sounds like gosh. the highest there was an eight. Yep. <laughs> Which oh, is my me. Hey oh my there, gosh. Friend. Oh my gosh. That was Well done, terrible. Felix. You're the stealthiest of us all. That is sad. <laughs> I have no ranks in this. So here's how I'm going to rule this. They're just kind of patrolling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unaware that they're threatened. Yeah. And I mean, as you know. such, they're taking 10 on their perception rolls. Which means that with the penalty for distance, uh, they notice the most stealthy amongst you, uh-huh. Countess Felix Espire, 50 <laughs> feet away. <laughs> there will not be a surprise attack round as all of you are sitting there. I imagine with your weapons in a hand that you just kind of crouch oh, behind this bush. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. Let's definitely. So Let's yes, five, no- five nobles in their noble clothing and their armor crouched behind a bush are sitting there going, shh, shh, they're coming, they're coming, wait, shh. <laughs> so while you're, while you're crouching here with Verity looking down going, these roads are disgusting. Yep. Next to her is Cornelius, who's just sitting there going, it's like, oh, maybe start with this spell, or possibly that's, I haven't exactly mastered exactly what I'm doing with all the rest of this. You know, meantime, like Oliver's sitting there going, shh, 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 you need to stay quiet. We need to prepare a proper ambush for this. Gwen's <laughs> just sitting there going, <laughs> and off towards the side is Felix, somehow the stealthiest, but still with the slow, 
click, 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 as she's cranking back her crossbow, watching them approach. <laughs> Considering that none of you actually even broke 10. Nope. 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 We're so bad at this. The guards stop, look over. You there? What? What the devil are you doing? What are you oh, doing? is up. Everyone jumps up and, uh, and pulls attack. them. <laughs> 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 ah, this is delightful. Truly. This is oh, no. freaking hilarious. This is going to make for an interesting story moving forward. Oh, <laughs> oh yes. my God. All right. I mean, admittedly, oh, what man. else were we going to do, to be That's fair? Verity's at least ready for combat. She may not be stealthy. All right. So let's go ahead and... Uh, Get some initiative, get some combat ready. The dice hate me today. Cue oh. up a little Sirenscape. Sirenscape, no one can stealth. <laughs> sure can't. Who needs stealth? Apparently we, we do. do. I think we're definitely going to be the, we're going to be the party that just walks forward and says, "And we fight now, please." I mean, that goes with. Hello, the whole. we've come to challenge you to a duel. I would love to challenge someone to a duel. This is very yeah. in my alley. Very in your alley. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> very favorite terrain. In this alley. <laughs> Jessica, what are we looking at for Baroness Verity Corsina? Verity rolls a seventeen for a twenty-one. Hey, that's nice. pretty good. Nice. I'm ready for fighting. All right. And Jordan, what did we get for Baron Cornelius Maroset? Uh, Cornelius rolls an 11 for a 13. And Heather, what about Viscountess Gwynwafar Kastner? Gwynwaver. Gwynwaver. Kastner rolls a 1 for a 2. She's Oof. so not okay. ready. Ow. Surprise. Ooh. Ow. And Rach, what did we get for Countess Felix Zespire? Felix rolled a 14 for a 16. Nice. Ross, what did we get for Count Oliver Darahan? Count Oliver Darahan rolled a 13 for a 15. So I believe I have the same initiative modifier as Felix. So, round one of combat begins. Verity Corsina, you have first initiative. Um, Verity is going to run forward. She, Well, not run, but, you know, move with purpose. 40 feet, because she has a 40-foot movement speed. So you come rushing out again. Uh, before you is the large warehouse off towards your right-hand side or the double doors leading inside. Uh, there are two sealed doors uh, uh, leading into the main structure. The double doors lead into the side structure that's attached to it. Two guards, uh, both of them women, probably in their uh, either late teens or early 20s, uh, with short-cut black and brown hair, uh, wearing leather armor turn. Uh, they didn't have their weapons in hand, so mm -hmm. you have that at least. I guess while she's running, she'll draw a dagger um, and then throw that dagger at the closest one. Okay. I'll take a penalty on that, but it's fine. Yeah, I'll just hold my glaive in one hand and then toss a dagger at the other. Ah, so that's a 13 on the dice for 17. A 17 will strike your flat-footed target. Hey, nice. Hey, okay, I'll take it. All right, good start. Uh, that's going to be four points of damage. Ouch, All a right. solid hit as your dagger whistles through the air, slices into the... Yeah, try not to hit her in the chest or something. Maybe just like a leg. <laughs> <laughs> slices into her as the dagger like embeds into basically like cuts into her arm. Okay, that's fair. The woman screams in pain. Surprise. <laughs> <laughs> I think we already lost that element. <laughs> I don't know. It seems surprising. Uh, despite your actually uh, abysmal stealth checks, all of you rolled initiative quite well. Compared to them, most of you did. Uh, taking us from there to Felix Zespire. Part of me that like doesn't want to kill them because I don't know if they're bad or they're just hired goons. I mean, mm. they're probably just hired goons. We don't have to kill them, but it's also very difficult to do non-lethal with a crossbow. 
Yeah. It is very <laughs> difficult. Yes, you I could take I that don't. minus four on top of a minus four. You know four what? To I'm going to cast hold person. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Felix is going to move 15 feet forward so she gets a, a look at them, and then I shall cast hold person. Okay. On. Oh, very good. The one in the back. There's one that's injured. There's one that's not. Well, let's do it on the one that's not injured. Okay. All right. So I saves. Shall cast will save. Mm. I was about to say that that's a really good roll. However, that's still a 15. That fails. 16 nice. to save. Wow. Yeah. All right. Nice. Nice. I was going to say that was a really good mm. roll until I realized that apparently they have a negative. Uh, wish. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, no. Rough. Rough. Sucks for them. Wicked. All right. So you pop around the corner. You grab onto your key symbol. You call upon the uh, holy power of Abadar. Holy in your case. Which once you extend a hand... Uh, yelling, stop in the name of the law, and uh, <laughs> they stop. All right, that's one down. Ah, oh, very good. Yeah. I'm glad that worked, because most of the time, like, hold person only works for, like, a very short period of time in gaming before it's just mm. not strong enough, so yeah. yeah. Well, they're going to keep the saving, or they're going to keep making that save, so we'll see. Well, they're going to keep trying, and you, you do know that you've bought your party 18 seconds, because it will last for three rounds. Yeah, but Ooh. it at least eats their next round, so even if they do make the next save, yeah. it still eats their round. Uh, yeah. That takes us from Felix to Oliver Darhan. Right. To stop them from whistling. All right. Around the corner then. I mean, they did get the free action scream or immediate action scream. So, you know. So Oliver passes Felix, rounds the corner of the bush. Very well. Uh, the one that's injured, is that the one closer to the me? The one or closest to Verity. Yes. All right. <sighs> 25 feet away. That's unfortunate. Very well. That's Okay. So Oliver, uh, I suppose, with his short spear in hand, rounds the corner and flings. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so you round the corner, heft your spear, and throw. Wowzers. Throw weapons. What it's, that's what it's made for. <laughs> Let's see here. This will be a minus two, but it is still within point blank shot range. So mm -hmm. I have that going for me. Helpful. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, no. Uh-oh. Uh, that is a perfect 20 for a 23. Maybe we use that to say, hey, are you sure you don't want to just surrender? <laughs> a perfect 20 will automatically hit threat. Roll to confirm. Uh, the oh, critical man. confirmation roll is a 13 for a 16. I don't oh. know if that will A 16 is a confirmed critical hit. <laughs> as you just kind of spring out, curl center of mass as the spear goes <laughs> flying straight towards this Yeah, woman. it's a dagger and then a spear. <laughs> this is the only AP where we're actually oh, good man. people and we're like, oh, no, oh, ow, oh, we didn't God. mean to kill I you, Speak ow. for yourself, Jordan. <laughs> speak for yourself. Oh, I'm usually I a roll. good person in games. <laughs> So that is uh, 15 total points of damage. <laughs> Good oh, gracious, man. Ow. <laughs> that, uh, that smarts. Yeah I, yeah, I imagine it does. Good lord, Darahan. <laughs> yeah, your spear flies across the distance, slams into her, ramming, basically piercing straight through, you think through two ribs. Ooh. <sighs> Where is Martella? Oh, my. The paralyzed one glances down, looks over, but otherwise cannot move. Other than the yeah. Yeah, like, oh, I don't know how her spell works. <laughs> that's, like, that's fair. You're going to have to wait for it to wear off or she has to break out of it. Well, we can just tie her up or something. Yes. Well, well I mean, we'll need to do that before she potentially yeah, breaks free. I was going to say, we have, so. we yes, have yes, rounds to do that. So uh, That brings us to Cornelius. Uh, okay, Cornelius is going to move around. That's I say, uh, uh, Ross has been rolling 
well these last couple sessions. Oh, my that's God. 30 feet to there. So, I've, so Cornelius comes up behind Oliver. Oh, man. Just kind of glances over at Oliver. Good God, man. <laughs> Do not hurt my friends, apparently. <laughs> apparently. Uh, I will ready an action to uh, cast Acid Splash. Sorry, Merciful Acid Splash at this uh, one that's uh, paralyzed if they should uh, become hostile to us. Oh, I think they're hostile. By hostile, I mean draw a weapon. Let's just say that. Blow a whistle. Okay. Any of that, you know, stuff that's hostile. You ready in action. Uh, if pertinent, the uh, one on the ground fails to stabilize. <laughs> Yikes. Taking us from uh, her where there's a there's a wet sucking sound of a punctured lung. <laughs> lung uh. Uh, to the paralyzed one. Who may, as a uh, attempt a new saving throw again to end this effect as a full round action, that does not provoke attacks of opportunity. Useful. No. Well, how's it kind of provoke an attack of opportunity? They're already vulnerable. So we'll see. Nope, paralyzed. Gwen. <laughs> All right. Uh... I was going to say, well, I was making fun of you guys for your inability to stealth, but suddenly when combat we works, we really turned it around. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need stealth. We have different strengths, okay? That's true. <laughs> My strength is apparently skewering people with spears. Good so. gracious. Gwen will move 20 feet up behind Felix and then go ahead and double move. Okay. So she's besides Cornelius. Um, All right. Bastard sword in hand. So Gwen comes rushing out. Again, you'd heard movement on the other side and suddenly one person's paralyzed, another person's down on the ground. Bring us to uh, round two of combat. Verity <laughs> All of us are on one side and then on the other side of this bush is Verity who just saw a spear come out and take this guy Gwen out. Gwen would nod towards Oliver. Good shot. Yeah, it's... Um... <laughs> I'm going to look around. This, uh, the one that's paralyzed, is their whistle visible? Uh, yeah, it's on a leather thong around their neck. They're actually wearing a leather thong, and they also have a separate uh, silver chain with something tucked underneath their shirt. Uh, okay, uh, Verity's just going to wander over and take the whistle. It's a paralyzed target, so you can just move over. You have a hand free because you already took it off of your glaive, so you just reach over and unloop that from around their neck. Uh, and she'll kind of lean in and be like, uh, when you can move again, I suggest you just give up. And that'll be my turn. Because I'm not going to hit somebody that's paralyzed. <laughs> mm. Verity yeah. moves forward. That brings us to Felix. Um, Felix is going to start making her way uh, toward the injured one. Do you have stabilize? I don't have stabilize, but I do have heal. I like, don't waste a cure not, spell. Not a heal on... spell. No, like, no, the heal skill. Oh, like first the aid skill. Or like apply a first aid. I don't know if that does enough to... I mean, it would stop them from bleeding out. Okay, yeah, okay. you're attempting to uh, do first aid on the one that's on the ground. I yeah, see. but I don't think I, I have uh, to, double to double move, move to get up yeah. there. So actually, oh, no, actually, I would have. Yeah, because I was over here. So that's five, ten. Uh, so, yeah, you can rush forward if you so wish and uh, attempt to provide some first aid. DC 15. No, that's, <laughs> a, that's, that's a nat one. Mm. That's a nat one. Good news is, uh, unlike second edition, that does not cause hit point damage. <laughs> Thank goodness. A critical jeez. failure. Oh, <laughs> uh, jeez. Uh, however, uh, yeah, you rush forward. You, you managed to, like, dislodge the spear, um, but you're just kind of like, oh, oh, well, there's blood everywhere. Um, taking <laughs> uh, us from Felix. Yeah. Well, I think I think as a traveling war priestess of, uh, well, not necessarily war priest, but you understand what I mean, of Abadar, she's going to get used to getting blood all over her white robes. Yeah. That's what prestidigitation's for. Uh, taking us from Felix to uh, Oliver. You scotch guard him. <laughs> God. All right. Well, the other one definitely seems to be 
immobilized at the moment. So I was like, I'll take the opportunity to make an intimidate check. I already feel bad. All right. (laughs) I mean, you you actually did exactly what we needed you to do. Like you didn't. Well, the Darahans are monster hunters. Like I'm used to throwing my spear to pierce the still side of a Gorgon. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I've ever actually fought a Gorgon. Um, Not that we know. Probably not. But I mean, I'm level I'm level three. I was level one when I met y'all. I would have died if I fought a Gorgon. Gorgon cockatrice, same difference. (laughs) (laughs) Oliver will approach and despite the fact that I have absolutely no ability with this technically you don't actually have to be trained to provide first aid Uh, no you can do it untrained so I will attempt it tie up the other one Uh, let's see here (laughs) (laughs) I don't know I'm freaking trained in this and I can't do anything and then this the amateur over here just walks up and is like, you do this. All the only rolls 20 is He killeth uh, and he saveth. He killeth and he saveth, yes. Heather, I think I, think I may have I, like tapped into your dimension or something. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh. That is, that is uh, just for everyone's edification, a natural 20. <laughs> Again. Um, so, so what I'm taking away from check. this is uh, Oliver, fueled with the desire to safely protect uh, a Verity, pops around the corner, throws a spear with deadly accuracy, (laughs) and then Oliver, fueled with the desire (laughs) to not be viewed as a murderer by his companions, runs over. Runs over, quickly stuffs, like, rips part of his his coat off, like, stuffs that into the wound and all the rest of that. It just kind of, you know, nods over towards Felix, who's a little bit overwhelmed by just the sheer bloodiness of this. It's like, it's like I've, I've seen this done a dozen times. I've never done it myself, but I've seen this done a dozen times. Golly. I um, may have overdone it there. <laughs> a success wow. is a success. Uh, so, yeah, it's stabilized. Take a kiss from Oliver to Cornelius. What, what a turn. What I a don't... turn. I don't even know. I feel like I should go play the lottery tonight, y'all. Yes, you should. Uh, okay, so Cornelius is going to uh, move uh, up next to, let's see, that's 15, 25, 30. Yeah, basically flanking the paralyzed person with Barity. Uh, Cornelius will reach down, take the person's dagger. Okay. I know that we got off to the wrong foot here, but um, as you can see, we're not bad people. <laughs> I, uh, Felix uh, turns her head and rolls her eyes so that the guard doesn't see. <laughs> Cornelius walks up, takes the sap, clubs them over the head. <laughs> Can I no. coup de gras with a sap? <laughs> oh my gosh. Thank you, Can you from, coup de gras uh, somebody who's uh, held? Yeah, she's she's helpless. You can coup de gras her. Oh, no. Oh. No, I'm yes. not saying you should. I'm just yes. saying that it is an option. You can. It is technically possible. Uh, all right. She's going to attempt another save. She's going to break free and, and hit Cornelius. This is just what's going to happen. <laughs> She's not going to break free this turn. Oh, okay. Very good. <laughs> oh, no. Taking us from uh, from her, who continues to, like, just dart her eyes around, but that's kind of a, a bit of a stupid, like, surprise look on her face because she was paralyzed mid-surprise before she could actually act. It's like... Taking us from there to uh, Gwen. Gwen will double move forward. You may want to check which holy symbol they're wearing underneath their shirts. I have a guess. <laughs> Taking us from Gwen to Verity Corsina. Okay, well, let's take a second. Uh, what are they wearing? Like, are they, do they have any manacles? Do they have any rope? Or they have, do they have any items that could help me secure this woman without Do they have something for us to imprison them with? <laughs> yes. 
No, I mean, they have a pouch. You don't know what's in that pouch. Uh, they're wearing leather armor. They have five darts, um, which are secured behind their back for throwing. The dagger that Cornelius just took, which is actually an exceptionally fine dagger. One might even mm. say a masterwork dagger. Hey, wow. nice. I'll replace mine with that one. A sap, whatever's uh, the whistle, uh, whatever other thing is attached by a silver chain around their neck. And a coin purse, if you want to take their money. Well, I don't want to do that. Okay, well... Fine. Um, as much as this looks like a stick-up, it is not a stick-up. <laughs> <laughs> Does Verity even have a, a rope? No. Why would she have that? I have rope. So she's helpless. Can I just, like, put her on the ground and sit on her? <laughs> you want to pin her? <laughs> yeah. I, don't know. I mean, technically speaking, you can initiate a grapple. All right. Uh, I guess I'll do that. Mm. Okay. Yeah, you can go ahead and roll for grapple if you so wish. Okay. Combat maneuver bonus. Oh, right. I'm a dex-based character. Oh, I'm not that weak. All right. Uh, I rolled 14 <laughs> for a 19. Uh, 19 appears to uh, successfully grapple your target. All right. Very it's well. It's very hard for them to resist while paralyzed. Yep. <laughs> just, yeah, it's so. not really a grapple so much as you're just, like, placing your hand on their arm. <laughs> well, it's, their it's hand, that, like, you're, you're trying to grab them, but it's that weird thing where, like, every muscle is locked into place. So there's, like, there's oh. no give as you're yeah. holding on to them. You can't easily, like, pull their arms I'm essentially back, just so preparing just, like, for when they loosen to really make sure I have them. Are you dropping your weapon? Yeah, I'll drop my weapon. Okay. So taking us from Verity to Felix. Uh, well, yeah, I'm going to reach forward and uh, pull out whatever they were wearing. Uh, yeah, fishing around here, you can pull out, uh, it appears to be, uh, and you may make an old religion if you so wish. Apparently, uh, uh, despite having been trained in religion all her life, I rolled a three for a nine. <laughs> uh, so you pull this out. Uh, one, you've identified this previously as whether or not you got any additional information pertaining oh, okay. towards this. It is a simple black, basically what almost appears to be a simple black mask with a single eye. Recognizable okay. as the unholy symbol of Norgaber. Yeah. yeah. Wow. They're assassins. Wow, okay. Although, of course, you are very well aware that uh, Norgaber is commonly known as a Taldane deity of thievery and assassination, as uh, one of the few things known about Norg Norgaber was that he was uh, Taldane. Yeah, mm -hmm. and they're not halflings, so they're not worshipping the halfling assassin the guy. They're worshipping Norgaber. <laughs> All the yeah. assassin deities got together and said, hey, you know what? And then they came to Well, Taldor. the halfling Vex, I can't remember his name. Uh, Gix. Thamir yeah, Gix. Yeah, but Gix. Gix is a known ally of Norgaber, yeah, so yeah. I mean... Uh, you are aware that as a... Uh, it is generally understood that Norgaber's followers fall into one of four groups. They are collectively known as the Sons and Daughters of the Mask. However, uh, they mm. fall under one of the four aspects of their deity. Blackfingers, Father Skinsog, the Grey Master, or the Reaper of Reputations. Suppose we shouldn't be surprised by this. More assassins. Assassins. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help it either. Although they seem to be acting as guards, so perhaps they are. Oliver. I'll go in and retrieve my own rope. I have rope. Okay. It is silk rope, actually, because oh, I. Fancy. Oh, fancy. Nice. Yes. <laughs> I splurged the extra money for it. So Oliver retrieves his uh, rope from the bag. Uh, fortunately, you already thrown your weapon, so you're already you know. Had yeah, your hands I'm already free. technically <laughs> armless at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> Taking us from Oliver to Cornelius. Uh, Cornelius will uh, reach over, take the sap. I now have the dagger <laughs> and the sap. Oh, Cornelius. I know you've realized by now that you're, um, well, surrounded. So, um, again, don't make any uh, sudden movements. Coming yep. from the person who hasn't actually done anything yet. I'm not saying that as character, sorry. <laughs> like, it's more of a joke. Like, Felix is probably like, you, you, you. 
He's the one who stabbed with the spear. You're just walking over trying to threaten on his actions. Cornelius is sitting here <laughs> dual wielding a sap and a dagger. Like he's I'm ready. ready for battle. <laughs> this is great. Uh, <laughs> minus penalties everywhere. I may not be trained in it, but with enough attacks, I can get a perfect 20. <laughs> Uh, taking us from Cornelius to the, uh, that one's uh, unconscious and uh, no longer bleeding out. The other one is paralyzed, so this will be the last round of that. So let's go ahead and roll. It's going to end one way or the other. Uh, but no, unfortunately, it's still paralyzed because that's uh, 15, which I believe failed previously. Yes, it's a 16. Yep. So, uh, yeah, it's still paralyzed until Felix's turn comes up. <laughs> Sad. Gwen. Gwen frowns. Why are we sparing these people? We can't just commit wanton murder. We need to turn them into the guards. What guards? We'll go find some guards. Yeah, if this person is going to make any sort of movement that's violent, she's going to stab them. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, Verity. I guess I'll maintain my grapple. Would you like to pin? I yeah, would like to pin. pin. Yeah, go for okay. the pin. Uh, so, yeah, you are the, uh, the controlling force in the grapple. All right. Um, Does that give me some sort of bonus? We never do grappling. I was gonna. I was gonna say we're we're usually the ones getting grappled. We never do the grappling. <laughs> no. You gain a plus five circumstance bonus on grapple checks against the same target in subsequent rounds. Oh. Uh, then I get a sixteen nice. for a 21, 26 to pin this child. Wowzers. All right. So. I'm not the strongest in the party, but I am a full base attack, and that's helpful. Mm. You're probably close to the strongest. What, Oliver probably got you beat. I have a fifteen. Yeah, I have a sixteen. So. I have a 10. Yeah. All right. So you have, uh, you have gotten her down to the ground and pinned her. All right, great. Bring us to Felix, your spell ends. Uh, at which point the uh, woman kind of starts like, especially because it's like Verity basically has her down on the ground, arms behind her back, like knee into the small of her back. Settle. Mm. It would be in your best interest to stay still. Oh, you could tell us what you're doing here. That would be great. I, I don't want any trouble. I don't suggest you lie. I don't want to die. Yeah, I mean, that seems That's pretty I mean, I can believe truth. that. <laughs> that seems like a reasonable response. So is our friend inside? The woman glances uh, up towards all of you. Uh, are you tying her up or are you just pinning yeah, her? Yeah, I mean, we'll tie her up. Yes, ideally we tie them both up together. Yeah, I guess the question is who's going to tie her up. Mechanically speaking, the person with the highest uh, combat maneuver bonus uh, ties people up the best. I have a five. I have a two. Um, I, have a one. I also have a five. Okay, so I guess Verity can keep her pen and Oliver yeah. can tie her up. That works. Yeah. Teamwork. So, Very good. Oliver, you, you kneel down. You quickly uh, basically tie her up. <sighs> yep. The woman struggles for a couple of seconds, uh, especially as you're, like, tying those tight uh, before you manage to pin her down. You roll her over. She looks nervously. You, I imagine all of you probably watch the doors in anticipation because uh, I do pick my the whistle wasn't up. blow. There wasn't a yell or anything like that. Mm -hmm. That's true. All right. Um, I guess I'll tell you everything you want to know. Next time. Ah, dang it. Dang it. Will you tell us everything we want to know? Who knows? Maybe I mean, she's I lying. Wilson's it. motive. She's uh, probably like. Man, who would have thought that we would we would get we would be so bad at stealthing them, get the jump on them, and manage to uh, to take them down? I don't think we're bad at combat. Hit. We're just bad at stealth. So I know it's like we're actually really good com at combat. We're just really bad at everything else. Also, man, a hold person actually uh, actually oh, working. Oh. I know because it usually doesn't work. Like because mm. most of the time they are able to save or whatever. So that was clutch. Yeah. Oh, and they failed mm. it every single time. That was mm, chef's kiss. 
That's it made the combat bad. really funny. It's like, well, I guess they I'll did just make it really because we're all like, well, we don't want to just like you know kill them. <laughs> but yeah, thank hmm? you all for joining us for uh, for continuing to aid us in the uh, this uh, this ongoing war for the crown, if you will. Uh, roll credits. Mm. <laughs> and of course, we'd like to take an opportunity to thank a couple of them by name, real quick. And I am going to start by thanking Brady Kaiser. So thank you, Brady Kaiser. Yeah, yeah awesome. Yeah. Kaiser I'm always gonna... makes me, of course, think of uh, Kaiser Sosia. <laughs> from that movie that I can never remember the name of. Usual Suspects. Usual Suspects. Ah, such a good movie. Yeah, that's such a good movie. It sucks I'm going to think Matilda Wittenberg. Thank you, Matilda. Name Matilda. Got a Matilda's song right for it. Great name, great movie, great book. Yeah. Yep. There you go. Yep. Weidenberg. I like that name, too. Yeah. Mm. And I would like to thank Todd Clifford. Todd with two Ds. Yes. Thank you, Todd with two awesome. Ds. What's the... Clifford Big Red Dog. Uh, <laughs> I was going to avoid that. I was going to yeah. say, uh, what's, the, what's the name of the actor? Clifford is the best. Clifford was the best. That played Candyman. Heather would probably uh, know that. Todd. Oh, my God. Todd, you asked me too fast. <laughs> oh, dang oh, it. the Candyman guy. Yeah. Todd. Man. Isn't it to- Tony Todd? Tony Todd? Tony Todd. Tony Todd. Mm. There we go. Yeah, he's Big awesome. Big Red Dog is better as far as being a personal connection, I think. Dude also played Worf's brother. Come yep. on. I mean, and that's done a lot cool. of also really cool stuff too. He's done a ton, a ton of stuff. Tony Todd is awesome. Anyway, yes. Uh, and I'd like to thank Guillermo. All right, Del Toro. Very I cool. I was I was going to yes. say it's immediately <laughs> Del Toro. Obviously. obviously, he'll be making the movie. Oh, yeah. nice! Oh my God. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. I look forward so to seeing the amazing costume. <laughs> oh, it'd be so good. I really look forward to seeing Vicar as uh, a Guillermo Del Toro character. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, and I would like to thank Nathan Potter. Oh, thank yes, you, Nathan. Very a excellent. proper Talden name. <laughs> that name sounds very familiar. Like I think I've seen that name pop up before on mm. our social. Every once in a while, like one of these names will pop up, and I'm like, I recognize this from some social media thing. <laughs> but thank you, Nathan. Also, always like I'm not a Nathan personally. I'm a Jonathan, which is close. Mm. So I always like another Nathan. Uh, and I would like to go on ahead and thank Mark Wiggins. We appreciate your support, Mark. Oh, thank you, Mark. Very cool. Awesome. Yep. And of course, we do want to take an opportunity to thank our Find the Path tier patrons, which include Andrew Miller and her, Eric Junker, Gary S., Jessica Vertelli, Jim, Joshua Paul Saldana, Louis Ellis, Lisa Junker, and TJ Kahn. Thank you all for your continued patronage and support. Yes, yeah. thank you so we much, everyone. It. And uh, join us next time to see uh, what the heck is going on here. <laughs> for the interrogation. Yeah, for episode 23, we begins. interrogate away inside. And then we don't infiltrate because we're bad at it. Yeah, yeah no, one climbs up to the roof and just holds them over the side of the roof. Who do you work for? <laughs> <laughs> Where is she? <laughs> Shuts them off. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we'll pick it up here next time. And until next time, good luck, Pathfinders. Bye, Pathfinders. Good luck out there. Bye, Pathfinders. Bye. Bye. I still haven't gotten to use my glaive yet. You nope, saw, you sure <laughs> I held the person you weren't supposed oh, to. Oh man, yeah. Oh goodness. It's gonna be them. one of those episode fifty before you get to use your glaive. <laughs> I know. Special episode fifty. I mean, maybe that'd be really cool if we get all the way to episode. It'd be 50 really interesting, them. right? Yeah. I'd be sad though.
Find the Path Ventures is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. War for the Crown is copyright 2018. War for the Crown and the Pathfinder Venture Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission.